You are listening to another episode of Love and Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I'm your host, Zakora. So there was a lot in YouTube land and in social media overall this past week about the relationship guru, Derek Jackson. This episode is not about Derek, but more so about what the discussions of him made me reflect on. It made me reflect on the importance of who you follow and how listening to the words of others can impact your life for better or for worse. I started to think about turning points in my life and how most of those turning points in my life were a result of the counsel that I got from people in my life. And luckily it was wise counsel that I received. One thing I can say that God has blessed me with is wise counsel within my family and also even some of the friends I've been blessed to have. I'll tell you about a situation that sticks out in my mind as a turning point. And the lesson I learned during that time, it not only impacted me in that moment, but continues to impact me today. So I'm going to give you some background. We're going to take it back to senior year of high school. Once I got accepted into my college, I took a placement test, which I think is something that is done at every college so that they know where to place you in terms of your first year of classes. I want to say the placement test was mainly for them to know where they should place you in terms of math and in terms of English. So I took the test, didn't think anything of it, went on with the rest of my senior year. When I got the results back about where I was going to be placed, I found out that for math, I was placed into intermediate algebra. And so I was taken aback by that because I had went up to calculus in high school. So I'm thinking, how do I go back all the way to algebra? That doesn't make any sense. So I said in my head, well, I'm probably going to do something with writing or music anyway. So who cares? Even though I don't think I should be in algebra because I've taken it already and passed it like freshman year of high school, whatever. That's where they put me. That's where they put me. When I got to college and was trying to figure out my major and was going back and forth between do I pick journalism or the music school like I would actually want to do or do I pick one of the typical Nigerian majors such as engineering, nursing, pharmacy, law, or things like that, what do I choose? A lot of those choices were ruled out for me because at my college in particular, the school of engineering, the school of nursing, I believe the pharmacy school also, and all of those professions that were the ones that my parents would want me to choose, you needed to place into those schools straight out of high school. So pretty much you start your freshman year in in the school of engineering or in the school of nursing. But to get into those schools, you needed like a 3.8 straight out of high school. I didn't have that GPA in high school. I actually started off very strong my freshman year in high school. I had a 3.9 GPA. Something traumatic happened to me my second semester of my freshman year in high school, and then my GPA went from a 3.9 to, I want to say, about a 
2.2 or something crazy because I was just zoned out. So I spent my sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school trying to make up for that huge drop in my GPA due to my freshman year of high school. So by the time I graduated, I had a 3.2. As a result, I was not able to get into those different schools, the School of Nursing, the School of Engineering, all the different schools, because I did not have anywhere near the GPA that you needed to place into those schools. So the only thing that left me at that point was the business school, because in my college, you didn't start the business school until your junior year of college. You use your first two years to get your liberal arts courses, and then you start a business school your junior year versus the other schools where you start your freshman year and you're in your major from your freshman year all to the end of your senior year of college. So since I didn't have the GPA to place into those other schools that I mentioned, the only options that I had left were the School of Business, the Journalism School, and the Music School. I didn't have the balls at that time to go for what I was actually interested in. So that left only the Business School. So for the Business School, the reason why my placement test relates to this is because for the Business School, you needed to have going up to calculus because let me also add that remember i said the business school starts junior year of college but you apply for the business school your fall semester of sophomore year so that you find out by the spring semester of your sophomore year if you're accepted for that coming fall of your junior year so since i was in my freshman year of college which was the spring semester of my freshman year and the fall semester of my sophomore year to somehow jump from algebra all the way to calculus to be able to apply to the business school. So I went to go see, I want to say she was called the academic advisor, academic dean. I don't know what her title was because I only saw her once and after this one time I never saw her again. I went to her office on my campus and I just told her the situation. I said, I don't really know what to do because all I'm seeing that my options are is the school of business and I don't even think that's a real option because I need to get up to calculus to get into that school. Is there any other major that I'm overlooking? Is there anything else that you know of that might be a possible path for me? She said, well, yeah, the school of business is still an option because it starts your junior year, but you're correct about the calculus requirements. She said the only way that you could meet it is if you take the accelerated classes. They broke up the math into two semesters to make it more digestible. So you could take algebra in one semester or in two semesters. You could take pre-calc in two semesters or in just one semester. You could take calculus in two semesters or in just one semester. And the one semester math courses were considered to be really intense and they had a, a high level of people failing those courses. So that's why they created the two semester version so that you had a better likelihood of passing those math classes. So she said that the only way that you can possibly make that requirement in time to apply for the business school is if you were to take the full semester pre-calculus course and take the full semester calculus course. And this was the thing that got me and discouraged me and made me never walk into her office again. She said, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Most people of color that come to this school, they don't do well in math in general. So I wouldn't advise you to take the accelerated courses because it's likely that you will fail because essentially black people 
are not that good in math. And so I'm going to assume that you're not going to be either. So she suggested maybe you should just major in Africana studies or something like that because that's quote unquote easier. And I don't suggest that you take that accelerator route to get into the business school because you're probably not going to make it essentially. And when I got out of the building, I just started crying and I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm here now. I'm in college. What do I do? I, I didn't have confidence that I could do the accelerated course because for one, I already tested into algebra. So if I thought I was strong in math because I went up to calculus in high school only to place into algebra, I started to question, well, am I even good at math at this point? Because how do I place that far back? And in addition, even if I just telling me, girl, bye, you can't do this. Like pick something else. This isn't it for you. And so it was interesting because although I felt discouraged, it ignited a fire in me because I wasn't truly interested in choosing a business major. But because that lady tried to tell me that you can't do it, whew, that got a fire in me. I just said, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to show her. I didn't know how I was going to show her, but I, it just made me want to actually get into the business school, even though business wasn't something I was interested in. I called my father. I told him what happened. I said, I'm at school. I'm trying to do something with my life here. I couldn't get into any of these other schools because of my my GPA. I could possibly go to the business school, but from what I'm hearing, this is it's nearly impossible because of the accelerated courses that I need to take in order to get the calculus requirement. And I said, I just went out of my academic advisor's office and she just said that the likelihood of me passing it is slim to none, especially since I placed so low in the first place. I said that the other option, if I don't take the accelerated courses, the other option is to take the classes in two semesters, like take two semesters of pre-calc, take two semesters of calc. But by that point in time, I will be well into my junior year before I can even apply to the business school. And then if they reject me, then I have wasted three years of college and then I still won't have anywhere to go if it takes me three years to get to get the requirements and then I still have a chance of not being accepted. I would rather know sooner than later if I can get in or not. What he said next is really what changed things for me. So he said, um, so why don't you take the accelerated course? Because that sounds like a, a sure, a more sure way of getting into the business school and in the time frame that you want. And I said, well, because they said it's a low passing rate and a lot of people fail and it's pretty much a, a, a course that you're, that you're destined to fail. And so then he said, well, does everybody fail the course? I said, well, no, not everybody. I just told you they said it's a slim passing rate that most people fail. He said, but do all of the people fail? I said, no, only some of them. He said, okay, well, if there are some people that pass, then that means that the course is passable. And I said, yeah, I'm sure, but not that many. He said, yeah, but some people pass. And why can't some of those people be you? And I said, well, it, it could be. I don't know unless I take it. I'm not sure. He said, right. So why don't you take it and see? He said, they're not going to create a course that absolutely nobody at all could pass because that would make no sense. And so he said that because some people can pass it, then you, it is possible that you can pass it. And I think you should take it. And I believe that you can pass it. Pretty much in summary, what he was saying was that if somebody is able to do it, then you were able to do it. I got off that phone call pumped. And that's usually how it is when I talk to my dad because he is great at encouraging me. He is great at making people believe in themselves. I was like, you know what? That's true. I could pass this. I could do it. So I registered for the 
accelerated pre-calc course and I also and I also registered for the accelerated calculus course and with my knees shaking the teeth chattering I took those two courses and I got a B in each of them I ended up applying to the business school my fall semester of sophomore year which is what they recommended I found out my spring semester of sophomore year that I got accepted and then the rest is history I chose accounting and then now I'm an accountant and a CPA today that question, why can't you be one of the people that succeed, stuck with me. When it came to studying for the CPA exam, which was not an easy road for me, I was not one of those lucky people that passed the, all four parts the first time around. I had to take the parts multiple times. I had to ask myself the same question because the CPA has the CPA exam has a passing rate of 35% or less. I think it might even be lower. It might be 30% now. I had to tell myself the same thing. Even if the passing rate is 30%, why can't you be one of the 30%? You can do this. That is what pushed me to keep taking it and keep taking parts and paying for parts of the exam until I finally passed all four. And then now I can say that I am a CPA. And so I'm proud of that because I know what it took me to get here. That is one of the first stories that came to mind when I thought about how it is important who you get your counsel from and how who you get your counsel from can propel you in life or take you back several steps in life. And to this day, when I get into challenging situations, I always tell myself that if somebody has gone through the situation and got through it and gotten through it before me, then I can be one of those people that successfully get through this also. Whether it's going through motherhood, through a surgery, through an illness, whatever it is, if somebody has gone through this and gotten through successfully, I also can do this. And so I love that my dad encouraged me during that time because I don't know where I would be. Who know, I don't know what I would have done otherwise if I didn't get the encouragement that I got from my father that day. Maybe I would have dropped out of school. I have no idea. But that kept me going and that lit that fire under my butt that pushed me through all the difficulties that I went through during the remainder of my years in college and even to this day. So I'm curious to know who are those people in your life that have gave you that game-changing counsel, advice, encouragement when you needed it that really helped to push you forward. So that is my story and my thoughts for today. I hope that you have a great week. See you guys in the next episode later.